But the reason we really complicate health is because change is hard. And at the end of the day, subconsciously, we tend to avoid all hard things. And this is partially due to the fact that we have romanticized outcomes and we've neglected the process. This is the Made for Living Well podcast, hosted by Alexa Sherm, the place to create a life well-lived. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and this is a place where I believe you were made for living well. In fact, I really believe that you have everything you need right in front of you to live healthy. And today we're going to talk about how you can live that out in this brand new podcast where I convince you to stop complicating health. I have some real practical tips inside. And honestly, we get to the heart of why health has become so complicated and difficult. And it's not due to all the information on the market. I mean, of course that plays a role in it, but there's something deeper at hand that we really need to talk about. So today on the show, we're going to dive in there. But before we get to the show, as always, don't forget you can learn more about today's show and get all the practical tips I share over at thelivingwell.com. While you're there, make sure you sign up for the weekly fill. We have some amazing things going on over there where we're diving in deeper to this topic on how to simplify health. So head on over to The Living Well to sign up for the weekly fill. It's completely free. It's a newsletter delivered to you every single week that will help you live out health. And also while you're over there, make sure you check out one of the latest posts on blood sugar management where I share my real life results about Levels. Levels is an amazing company that gives you continuous glucose monitoring at your fingertips allowing you to see in real time how your body is responding to the foods that you eat, to the exercise patterns that you have, and really just your life in general. It was mind-boggling when I saw my own results. And if you listened last week to the podcast, you heard my husband and I share our shocking results and what we learned from our little experiment. We 100% promote Levels and think you're going to love it just like we do. So if you want to learn more about Levels, head on over to thelivingwell.com backslash Levels to get your own device. And if you happen to get it, send me an email and I will be happy to help you along your own journey. Again, you can learn more about our experiment in the last podcast or just head on over to thelivingwell.com. But for now, let's get right into today's show. Today, I want to talk about a subject that I found a lot of passion in lately. In fact, if I really go back to the start of my health journey, this is one of the reasons I got into the health space to begin with. Growing up in the 90s, I watched endless women give their lives over to the health space. Not just women, men too, although it was very prominent amongst women in the 90s and early 2000s where people were literally just giving everything they had to the health industry that was promising to provide the results that they were looking for. Now, as a kid in this era and, you know, as a teenager, I really started to recognize how much women were giving and how little they were getting back. I wanted to know why there were so many diets on the market and yet few seemed to actually work. Like, why was this so complicated and why was it such a battle? 
that was really the motivation that drove me to get into nutrition and spend endless hours at college getting an education to really understand what does health mean and why in the world is it so difficult? Now, ironically, I'm still here fighting for this passion and recognizing that we have made it so much more complicated than it needs to be. But as I've dove into this topic, I've really recognized that many of the diets on the market have great research to back them up. Like in the perfectly controlled environment, those things should work. And that led me questioning, maybe it's not the diet that's to blame as much as it is us. (laughs) And I know we don't like to hear that because that puts a ball in our court, right? Like we are the ones that then determine our outcome. And that's hard to hear because it changes our ability to shift blame to something else. And it points all of the fingers back at ourselves. And I don't want to say that you're completely at fault for, for where you are or the places that you hate or the reason that you've had a hard time changing. But what I am trying to tell you is that there's more to the story about why it's been so difficult to achieve the results that you want to achieve and really experience health in the way that you want to. Or maybe better said, how do we maintain this for the rest of our life? And it really always comes back to how do you view what health is? And I've said it on here time and time again, health is not a destination. No matter how much we try to wrap it up in a pretty bow and make it a result outcome, it really isn't that at all. And the more we try to make health an outcome, whether it's the number on a scale or the size of jeans you wear or being free of all illness and injury and disease, I mean, clearly those can be great goals, but at the end of the day, they can't be what we classify health. Because when we do that, we overlook every action we take to get there, which in the end makes us miss it. It makes health more complicated because in a lot of ways, we're never there. So we're always questioning, what is it going to take to get there? Now, you've heard me talk about that a million times, and today I really want to take it a little bit deeper. I want to take it to the next level, because even at that, I still find people are struggling with the idea of overcomplicating health. We're still making it harder than it needs to be. So I started asking myself, why? Why do we continuously make it so difficult? Now, of course, I 100% believe that our body is intricate, it's sophisticated, it's detailed, and it is complicated. But what we need to know about health doesn't have to be complicated, even though our body is. It can be simple. But the reason we really complicate health is because change is hard. And at the end of the day, subconsciously, we tend to avoid all hard things. And this is partially due to the fact that we have romanticized outcomes and we've neglected the process. We've romanticized these places like getting healthy or losing weight, and we've created such a story around them that really makes us believe that we are going to become healthier and happier and, and, and safe, free of all pain in those places. But that doesn't exist. That's not reality. The reality of humanity is that pain exists. Hard things are always going to happen. Suffering is part of being human. 
And I don't want this to sound so negative and overwhelming. And I don't want you to shut it off and be like, oh, she just told us to suffer more because I really did have bad theology about this growing up. And so I could tend to be that way. Like if you're not suffering, you're not living. But I do think there's a balance to that, to recognize that in all of life, pain exists and not even pain, but there's a cost associated to every single choice that we make for good or for bad. Like even the cost of not living or not making healthy choices exists, right? But there's also a cost associated with making healthy choices. It takes work to get out and move your body. It takes work to get healthy food inside your body. There's a cost. There's a I mean, arguably even a pain associated with getting healthy, right? Like it's not always pleasant to push your body in a workout or to wake up with your alarm so you can create that slow morning routine. There is always a cost. And a lot of times that cost is associated with a hurdle or a challenge or something that's maybe not uber pleasurable. And I think it's here that health becomes complicated. Or it's here that we start to complicate health, confusing ourselves to the place that we don't do anything. Because the cost associated with wherever you are doesn't really feel like pain anymore. It, it actually has become a sense of safety. So let me give you an example that maybe doesn't even relate to health, right? Like a lot of people want to be rich. They want the outcome of having wealth but they don't want the process or the pain of the process of getting there. They don't want to do the work to do those things. And so they stay stuck, right? They stay in the place that they are, but in the process, they still want the outcome. So what do they do? You've created a series of excuses or maybe even justifications for why it's too difficult to go there. Even though there's a cost associated with where you are, maybe it's that you don't have, um, finances to go out to eat or to buy clothes that you feel confident in or or whatever it is, right? There is still a cost associated with that, but the cost feels less than the safety or the reward of safety of recognizing I've survived here, I've lived here, I can maintain the space here, and therefore this does feel easier than the work associated with gaining wealth or whatever it's going to take to get there. So there's always a cost, but sometimes we weigh the cost of where we are less than the cost of the work it's going to take to get to a better place. But this is really why we complicate health or why health has become complicated. It's not because it actually is, but it's because we spent so much time romanticizing the reward that we've neglected the cost associated with the process and therefore we don't engage with it. And anytime we fall in love with the results, but we hate the process, which means we're never going to achieve it. It's really what turns into a fantasy rather than reality. And this is a dangerous place that a lot of us find ourselves in many areas of life. And I was talking about this with my husband a lot recently as we're constantly kind of trying to work on our marriage and trying to work on some of these things in our life that we want to get healthier at. But it's hard, like it's not necessarily easy. But I think an effort to avoid the change that we know is looming, we tend to complicate it to the point where we excuse ourselves out of it. 
And I hear people do this all the time with health, right? Like I don't understand it or everyone's promoting different things and I don't know what's right. I don't know how many supplements to take or what supplements to take. I don't know what I should be eating and how much I should be eating or should I be working out or should I not? And everyone's telling me something different. And we get so lost and consumed in the confusion that we don't even recognize the confusion is what's keeping us stuck. It's a distraction from actually taking the action, engaging with the process that's going to create the result. And if there's one thing that we've recognized over the years of endless dieting, right? Like we have had the health industry booming for decades. And yet, arguably, statistically even, we're no further along in the health battle than we were when we started. And I think this should be alarming to all of us to be like, okay, it can't be the health information any longer. There has to be something more at play. And one of the things that we've recognized through this, or one of the linkages I want to give you that I've recognized through this, is that as we've learned more about the body, as we have developed more conveniences in life, our lives have really gotten significantly easier. And yet many people would say that they're harder. And this goes back to the perspective of pain. And this is really important in understanding change because again, we have to be okay with pain or change our perspective of pain to engage with change. But part of the reason that we have a bad perspective of pain is because the world has made us believe that pain shouldn't exist or that pain is bad or that pain is wrecking your life and destroying you and we need to fear it and avoid it and run from it. But pain is actually a part of being human. It's actually a part of growing us. It's actually what is going to create more pleasure within us. There's a lot of um, understanding that people who are the happiest are the ones who have experienced the most pain, or people who have more joy are those who have also suffered, right? Like we can't have one without the other, partially because we're human, so we're all going to experience the range of emotions probably on any given day. But it's our avoidance of any one emotion that's actually making us more miserable. So what I'm trying to say is the more you try to diminish pain or try to avoid pain, the more pain you're actually going to experience and the less joy and the less change that you'll ever engage with. Because as long as you fear pain, you will always avoid change. Because all change, even healthy change, comes with a level of pain. It comes with a cost. And there's an old proverb that says to get Good at dealing with your negative experiences is to get good at dealing with life. And I think that is so profound because, again, it so clearly shows that pain, the process, it's a part of living. It's a part of existing. And if we don't change our perspective of pain, we will struggle to ever create change. So my argument with one of the reasons why you complicate health is because it prevents you from actually engaging with change and it keeps you stuck living the same life that you always are because you don't have the right perspective to recognize that the pain is actually the process of getting the results. And this goes back to what I said earlier. 
is that we spend so much time romanticizing the reward, the end goal, that we've almost created this fantasy. We've almost created this alternate reality that makes us believe that there is some easy fix out there that's going to help us to get to that point without ever uh, engaging with the costs associated with the change or the costs associated with the process. Like we want to believe that there's a way to arrive without ever having to engage with the process. And in the end, that leaves us falling in love with the outcome, but hating the process. And as long as we hate the process, we will never engage with it. Like we will never start taking the steps regardless of all the confusion and start doing the things that we know we have the ability to do, the things that we know is right and is healthy because we don't want to do the work of it. I need to briefly interrupt this podcast to tell you about an amazing product that is going to help you with your energy. Now, one thing I haven't mentioned inside this podcast is how powerful and potent water is in conducting and moving energy. And as we know, our bodies are made up of mostly water. However, the healthiest body is a balanced hydration within the system. We don't want too much water or not enough water. Both ends of the spectrum can cause you to feel sluggish and tired and really create health problems. So it's always and only about balance as you're learning inside this podcast. And one of the things that we need to balance our water and conduct more electricity and energy is minerals and nutrients like sodium and potassium and magnesium, which happen to be hard to come by in just a daily average diet. And that's why I recommend products like Element, which can help supply all of your needs for the day in one simple, easy-to-go packet with no hidden ingredients, no excess sugar, and no sketchy chemicals that are going to make your body more sluggish. This is the real deal when it comes to proper, balanced hydration, boosting your energy, helping you to feel well, recover better, and expand your energy field. You're going to love it. And you can learn more at thelivingwell.com backslash L-M-N-T. And while you're at The Living Well, don't forget to sign up for the weekly fill where I share so much more about this as we start to work ourselves into a month called bioenergetic nutrition and learning how to feed your body outside of all of these diet tactics, what is going to help you feel energized and how you can eat to actually create more energy lose weight, and feel better than you ever have without restriction, deprivation, or starvation. It's all happening over at The Weekly Fill. So check that out and grab some sample packs of Element using the link thelivingwell.com backslash L-M-N-T. Okay, let's get back to today's podcast. And so I think we have to stop asking the question all the time, where do you wanna go? Who do you wanna be? Like, yes, we can fantasize those ideas. Like, we can come up with the end goal really quickly. But I think a better question, especially when it relates to health and life goals, is really asking yourself, but what am I willing to work for? What am I willing to suffer for? And if we can start to engage with, but am I willing to suffer for this? Because if I'm not, I'm never going to achieve the outcome. Like you might want to be rich, but if you're not willing to do the work of what it takes to get wealthy, you'll never arrive, no matter how much you try. You'll just live your life looking for the easy solution and the easy button, or in the case of health, looking for the pill that can fix all of your problems. 
but we know that's not the way the life works. So I want to go back and ask you, like, are you willing to suffer or to engage with hard things and really start to live the process of health? And if you say no, like, that's totally honest. And I think that's respectable to say, like, yeah, I just want the end goal, but I'm really not ready for the process. I think that's fair. I think you have to acknowledge that, embrace that, and really start to challenge that norm or that theory or that story. Because it's when you start to challenge it and create a new story that you start to get more passion for engaging the change and engaging the costs associated with that. And again, that's easier done when you start to shift your perspective of the pain. When you start to see through it, not as a bad thing, but as something that can help you grow, to experience more, to learn. And really, on the flip side of pain is a lot of pleasure. Like, you can experience more pleasure when you allow yourself to experience the cost associated with that. It's the law of balance. There's a cost and a reward associated with every single thing that we do. And to achieve the reward, you have to decide what cost you're willing to endure. What are you willing to engage with in order to achieve the outcome? And that leads me to, okay, how can we practically do this? Like, how can we start to engage with that? Again, of course, one, it has to first and foremost start by changing the story you've convinced yourself pain is. If pain is bad, if it's negative, if it's something to be avoided, it will always keep you from engaging with change, even healthy change. And of course, we have to know that this is a survival response, right? Like to your body, your body wants to protect you. So we do a lot of things to not engage with change. But if we can start to shift the story of some of the things that we've created around the story of pain, then we can start to engage with it. Like instead of saying like, oh, workouts suck, I'm not good at it, I don't know what one's right, like we start to confuse ourselves, distract ourselves, convince ourselves that it's not possible, of course we'll never engage with it. But if we can just start to say like, okay, I'm going to start to almost in a way romanticize the process instead of the reward, I'm going to engage with this. I don't know if it's right, if it's wrong, but I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take this step and I'm going to learn from it. And that's really what a lot of these things that we've created as problems inside of our body and our biology are really just answers or alerts showing you what you need to engage with to achieve the answer. Like for instance, anxiety, right? Like anxiety in itself is not a bad thing. We've created a story and we hear all the time in society that anxiety is terrible for you. Anxiety can actually be a really good thing. It's a necessary life component that keeps you safe and it helps alert other people of threats. It's it's really quite healthy. What isn't healthy is when we explode our anxiety because we start to fixate on it and we think it's a problem that it becomes a larger issue because it's not the anxiety anymore. It's the anxiety about the anxiety. And that's really where it becomes a problem. When it starts to consume your life. It's the same thing when we have symptoms and signs and a lot of people jump on the wagon that I have a hormonal problem or I have this problem. And we start to look for this quick solution instead of just recognizing a lot of the symptoms and signs our body's telling us or sending us is just the alert that says, hey, 
pay attention to me. This is what I need. Yes, it's painful. It's uncomfortable. We want to avoid it. But what if instead of just running instantly from it, looking for the quick fix or looking for something to shove or numb or uh, distract yourself from it, what if you just leaned into it and learned from it and you use that to grow, like you use that to engage with the healthy change? And this is really what I'm talking about, but it stems from romanticizing the process over the outcome. Asking yourself, am I willing to put the work into this? Am I willing to engage with this knowing there's going to be a cost associated? Knowing it's going to be five o'clock and the last thing you want to do is come home and cook supper when it's just as convenient to pull through a drive-thru. Are you willing to put the work in? Are you willing to engage with the cost? Because that is what's required. But on the back side of that, there is a huge reward. And that's a problem with staying stuck and why a lot of people are really unfulfilled and unsatisfied and kind of just struggling. It's because we make a lot of decisions out of comfort, but there's not a lot of pleasure involved in that. Meaning you can go through the drive-through because you're tired and that's gonna provide a quick comfort for you. But long-term, there's not really a lot of pleasure and that what creates this, kind of uneasiness or unsatisfaction that leaves us longing. But when you say like, okay, the quick comfort would be to go through the drive through but I know I really want to do this. I really want to put the work in so that I can feel better. I can feel more energized. I can live healthier. I'm going to go home. I'm going to engage in the cost associated with living healthy. But on the backside, there's a greater reward. You've got to use that reward because that reward is what's going to give you energy and fuel and fire you up and give you a drive to continue. We live for pleasure. Pleasure keeps us coming back to repeat it over and over and over again. And so we have to engage with those healthy sorts of pleasure that are experienced after you engage with the cost. Really let yourself feel good after you engage with that workout. Like bask in it, think about it, Um, let yourself see it. No matter how minute it might be, really start to think about those good things and create pleasure associated with those things. We overlook so many things in life that are actually like little micro pleasures that really can fuel you and give you a lot of energy because we're chasing and romanticizing this long end term goal. I'm not saying I'm not a fan of goals, but I'm really not a fan of goals. I think they're really overrated because it makes you so focused on something so external, something so long-term, and it leaves you stuck kind of in the pit of the pain of change without any instant kind of reward from that or instant micro-pleasure. And in the end, I think it leaves you questioning everything because you don't see the outcome associated with the change, really because you've probably stopped embracing the change itself. So all of that to say is I think first and foremost, we have to change our perspective of pain and recognize there's a cost associated to getting healthy. Are you willing to engage with that? And in the process of that, live more in the moment, live more day to day. What can you do right now to experience health? Stop overcomplicating it by making this a big, long-term, complex situation and just do the thing. 
Now, I've long argued that most people know healthy activities to engage with. Like we know that um, chicken breast is better than a cookie. We know roasted potatoes are better than potato chips. Like we know a lot of basic health practices. We know enough to really start creating some change. And we can say that we don't or that we're confused or that we don't have the right understanding, but really we all do know healthy behavior, even if it's just foundational information. But what if you just engaged with that? What if you just implemented that in your daily life? You moved a little bit more. You got more sleep. You got some fresh air. You took a deep breath. You grabbed a vegetable with your lunch. You ate breakfast. Like small little things have immense power over your health. And I don't want you to neglect them by looking so long-term that you miss that health is created in the everyday. And I would even say that you have everything you need to live healthy right in front of you. It's how can you engage with that? Now, I did have some tips, five tips that can help you stop complicating health and really start to engage with it. And they kind of go along with this podcast, but I really wanted to preface all of these five tips to say it's really our view of health. It's our view of our problems. It's our view of pain that keep us persisting in this state of stuckness and overcomplicating health so we don't have to move forward in it. Complicating things is really just a way to keep you stuck doing the same thing that you've always done. Confusion is a distraction. You might not understand it fully, but engaging with something, even if it's the wrong something, is better than not doing anything at all. You can learn from it and grow from it and understand it better when you start to do something with it. So that's my challenge to you after this podcast is, Yes, your body is complicated, but the practices of health are really do something. Do something to engage with what gives you energy, with things that fuel your body, with things that make you feel vibrant and alive. The foundational aspects of health are the same across the board. Eat well, move more, sleep deeply, and build healthy relationships. And there's a million and one little things you can do every single day to foster that to do more things that give you energy and less that steal it. And so I have five tips that can help you really start to shift your perspective of this and start to engage with the things that you want to do to change. And the first one is, is you have to start embracing the struggle. It's not going to be easy. That doesn't mean it's complicated, even if it's not easy. It's going to be difficult some days to wake up and go out and work out. It's going to be difficult some days to make the choice to eat a healthy lunch. It's going to be difficult to choose cooking over eating out. And I'm not saying you're going to be perfect at it, but I think when you start to recognize that there is a struggle associated with it and the struggle's not wrong, it's just the reality. And when you can start to see that and understand that and and even accept that on some level, it's easier to move through it. So one, know that there is going to be a struggle. Number two is, again, you've got to start romanticizing the process. Focus on habits over goals. Look at the little daily action you can do. Like I mentioned, I'm just not a huge goal person, especially when it comes to health, because I don't believe that health is a destination. 
You might want it and that's okay. Like you might want to lose weight. That's not wrong, but that is not necessarily the definition of health. Health is all of the things that you did to lose weight. It's how you ate. It's how you moved your body. It's all of those little things that you do to fill your body with energy. And in the process of doing that, you should achieve the results that you want to see. Maybe not in the exact way that you want to, but I think the focus has to be less on the outcome and more on the process. How can we start romanticizing the life of living well, creating those healthy habits that are going to help build energy and Supply the energy that your body needs to thrive. So start focusing on those little habits that you can do over creating the goals. And in the process of doing the habits, focus on the pleasure that you get from them. Like I said, working out can be hard. There's a cost associated to moving your body for sure. And it's not always easy. And even during the process, you might be like, I wanna quit, this is hard. Instead of getting so stuck there, Remind yourself of what pleasure you're going to get when you finish that. And then actively engage with the pleasure of how you feel when it's over. Actively engage with the pleasure of how you feel after you ate a healthy meal. Actively engage with the pleasure of how you feel when you took a break from hustle culture and you started creating more space in your life and you started focusing on healthifying and building those relationships. Healing relationships comes from love and it comes from fun and it comes from experiencing joy. Find that even in the midst of the hard things, allow yourself to sit in the pleasure of those things. Then number three is focus on fewer things. Don't overwhelm yourself with a laundry list of things that you think you need to do. Counting, micromanaging, that's all too complicated. Like that level of complication is just complicating health to the point again where you'll do nothing. Instead, just engage with fewer things. A lot of times we don't even realize how one thing can trigger you to do another thing and another thing. So instead of focusing on overhauling your diet completely or getting rid of all sugar, just focus on maybe eating a healthy breakfast or moving your body every day. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to be so set on, I'm gonna move my body for 35 minutes every day and it's going to look like this. No, just move your body. And in the process of just doing fewer things or focusing on fewer things, I guarantee you'll do a lot more. It's the snowball effect of habit stacking. They'll just build on one another because the better you feel, the more you'll engage with activities that make you feel better. The more unhealthy you feel, the more you'll engage with unhealthy behaviors. In a way, justify the unhealthy way that you feel. So focus on fewer things. And again, the process, not the outcome. And number four is do something. It might not be the right thing. It might not be the thing the diet told you to do, but do something because it's in your action that you create energy and that energy creates the motivation. You cannot wait for motivation, even arguably self-discipline, but you just have to start engaging with things, knowing that if you just engage with it, it's going to produce all of the things that you thought you needed to start with in the beginning. Action produces energy And understanding that even if it's not the right action, you can learn from it and grow from it and become better because of it. You can shift the action that you take, but the most important thing is, is that you keep taking action. Keep doing something. 
And then number five is create the right story about health. What does it look like for you to live healthy and how can you engage with that? Remember, health is a feeling more than it's ever a destination. It's feeling alive. It's feeling vibrant. It's feeling joy-filled. It's feeling connected. It's feeling fill in the blank, right? It's a feeling and it's a feeling that's created based on the action that you do. This is hard though, because we have to go back to our beliefs about health and start to shift the story of them. We have to uproot the bad story about health that's made you believe that you have to follow all of these rules perfectly and you're not healthy until you arrive at X, Y, and Z, until you're free of all illness and disease. That place does not exist. That is a fantasy. Just like if you suffer from anxiety, you will probably never experience a period in your life where you don't experience some level of anxiety. It's not getting rid of these things as much as it's learning how to regulate them, how to live and live to the fullest regardless of these things. Really, it's how do we get to a place where we're not controlled by these things, but we use them to live bigger, to live our purpose, and to live more fully. And that's really what health is. It's the process of allowing you to live your life. And as long as you live for health and the problems that exist within it, they will never go away. Really, I just think we give way too much attention and focus to our health rather than on the purpose of what health is supposed to provide. And that is something so much greater. So I hope in the process of this podcast that you really started to learn learn that the reason health hasn't worked for most people is not because the health process is wrong. It's because we have a bad view of it. It's because of our own subconscious avoidance of pain and costs that keeps us stuck in a sea of distraction, using confusion to justify the reason we don't have to change. But I'm here to tell you, you are stronger than you know. You have everything you need to live healthy. It's what can you do today to experience and live that out? That's my challenge for you, is to go out and do something today. Engage with it. Prove to yourself that you are capable and stop letting confusion and distraction win. Health is simple. And if you believe anything different, you will always stay stuck in a sea of complexity. But it is not difficult. Feed your body well, move more, sleep deeply, and engage with healthy relationships. Stay connected. That's what it means to live healthy. And there's a million and one ways to do that. Take action and do something. Health is in you. It's just a means of living that out. So I hope that broke down some of the norms that tells you and reminds you all the time how confusing and complex and overwhelming and even impossible health is to break up with those old beliefs and continuously remind yourself of the story that it's not. That each and every person, no matter where you are, is closer than you know to health and you have exactly what you need inside of you. It's learning how to support that. Now, you might be looking for more practical tips. As I mentioned, I'm writing more about this over in the show notes. So make sure you head to The Living Well to find out more about today's show and how to practically apply this to your life today. I also have a free quiz over there that's going to help teach you how to support your body based on where you're starting from. 
The quiz is going to give you a rating on an energy threshold where you fall, how much energy you have. You might be thinking, I already know that. What's the point? Well, the point is, is I'm going to give you practical tips, lifestyle tips, diet tips, um, relational tips that are going to help you shift your load of energy today so you can start to feel better, to change the way your body responds, and actually start to see some real progress. So if you want those practical tips based on where you're starting from, head on over to The Living Well to check out that free quiz that's going to tell you how to get healthy. Again, you can find all of that at thelivingwell.com. So one last reminder, health is inside of you. You have what you need. It's learning how to live that out. And learning to live that out is taking small daily action in the everyday moments to create it. That's all you need to know. So let this be your permission slip to stop complicating health. Make sure you head on over to thelivingwell.com to learn more and sign up for the weekly fill. I'll see you back here in the next podcast.